for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Jamie of Crooked Forest, or it's all one and the same, Greg. Jamie, right? Am I? Yeah, yeah, it's all one and the same. I mean, it's all just me, so I just uh, I split it up a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's just me. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, Jamie, I'm glad to, glad to have you on the podcast. I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you a little bit more. Uh, we had you on our pan can fundraiser back in November, got to talk with you a little bit, and I'm really excited to jump in and talk about the new release you had at the beginning of the year. I say the beginning of the year like it was a long time ago. It was like six days ago, uh, but I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you about it. So um, thank you for taking the time out on this. I'm only going to assume by you because you're in Canada. It is a brisk Saturday night. Oh, man. Yeah, it's got really cold towards the end of this week. So it is. Uh, it's not nice out there. Yeah, we uh, we're, we're I'm in central Texas. We've been 80 all last week and then last weekend it just started getting or midweek some point it just started getting really cold and i think it was yesterday or thursday it was like 20 degrees and it was like oh no winter is here (laughs) well you're lucky you're just getting it now because we've been in it for a little bit i feel oh yeah yeah, (laughs) for sure for sure um so for the people that are just getting to introduce to you uh kind of introduce yourself uh your introduction to music and just kind of like origin story comic book number one type stuff cool uh yeah so my name is jamie jacobzak uh from uh, just north of toronto in canada here um started playing music when i was uh, quite a bit younger uh played uh, you know started my first band in high school and that kind of thing uh but i started working in professional recording studios when i was 17 years old um, and I spent a, a number of years working for some uh, very talented people that are much more talented than I. Um, and uh, kind of my own like original music took a, a back burner seat over there for a while. Um, and just recently with the pandemic and with everything that came along with it, uh, I started playing music again um, for myself. So now I'm doing a couple different projects. I have some acoustic projects. I have some full band projects. I say full band, but it's just me uh, playing everything. And yeah, uh, yeah and uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. Awesome. Awesome. And so you're running a few different projects. Um, how, how do you kind of balance them all creatively? Are they, do you, do you write specifically for each project or how, how does that kind of all figure? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, uh, when I first, when I was first writing new songs again, um, I didn't have any particular project in mind for anything. I was just writing a bunch of different stuff. And then as I started thinking about, oh, I'm going to start releasing stuff. And then I came up with Crooked Forest and I was like, okay, I'll throw some stuff out under Crooked Forest. But then I had a bunch of these other songs that didn't quite fit what I was doing with Crooked Forest. And even though it's still me and it's still my stories, then and it, like a lot of that is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't seem to, to make sense to put them out under Crooked Forest. It just seemed yeah. like a silly thing to do. Uh, so, so instead, I realized, okay, I have 
a certain amount of songs that kind of fit this different mold a little more. So I put them out under my own name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, right now I, I'm kind of working well with those, with just those two. And I'm mm-hmm. just getting like a little nervous that I'm going to, I'm going to reach a point where I'm going to be like, okay, now this doesn't quite fit Crooked Forest and it doesn't quite fit Jamie Jacobs act. So where does it yeah. belong? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know I- if I'm getting like too like tidily about it. And it's yeah, kind of yeah. like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's confusing. <laughs> gotcha. And then you also do uh, Jimmy World covers, right? Is that are yeah. you like a cover <laughs> project for that? Yeah, so that was like another offshoot project that like uh, it didn't intend on necessarily being its own project. Yeah. Um, when I was before I was releasing any original music, I was like, okay, how am I going to promote myself to to people that don't know me and don't know anything about me or what I like, what I sound like? Um, best way to do that, I think, is with cover songs of similar artists that I like that maybe if they like this band, they might like what I do. That was the whole idea. And what I realized that I was, I was doing that project, which I'm still doing, it's like an ongoing thing that I try to do on a semi-weekly basis, um, is that I was doing like a lot of Jimmy World songs. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're reaching a point here where this too is also getting a little extreme. But then I was like, I really want to do this though. I really want to do like every single Jimmy World song that they have ever produced. Like, everything across the board including everything they've covered Mm. um i thought it was kind of interesting because i thought okay what i could do is spin it from uh my own perspective as as both a fan but also as a woman singing the same lyrics and telling those stories from my point of view um and i thought it was just kind of a fun project so yeah so technically i have three projects i guess right now (laughs) nice well i mean the the jimmy eat world cover project that's just more of learning covers essentially whereas the other two you have to like actively create new music for it well that's but- sort of the problem with that project is like uh when i first when i first started it, i was like okay yeah i can just like cover the songs I can, which i was like cool because i kind of hate practicing i hate sitting down and be like i gotta learn how to do this new thing um but it was like what a great way to do that is by picking yeah. songs you already enjoy you're like cool this is much much more enjoyable that's how i started playing guitar um but then when I when I started to do it, I was like, I don't really want to do uh, the songs the way that they recorded them. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not going to really work for me. It's just not something I'm terribly interested in. I'm like, if you want to hear the songs the way the band recorded them, just listen to the band. Like, I, like don't listen yeah. to me that. Like, it's not going to be nearly as good. Like, that's just too serious. Yeah. Um, and because I love producing music, I was like, okay what would I have done if I was in the studio with Jimmy at world when they were crafting these songs? What have I, what would I do differently from all these songs? So, so none of the covers in my opinion, sound anything like what they've done. Um, which hopefully is interesting for fans of the bands for something a little different or, or maybe it's not at all. And I, I, I get really worried when I put something out, I'm like, man, people are going to hate this. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're basically reimagining, reimagining right yeah that's that's the word i want to use that's really cool because it kind of gives it your own flavor like you're you're paying homage to a band but by giving it your own flavor i mean it's yeah that's totally what i'm doing but like sometimes i feel like it's kind of a cop-out for me because it's just like then i don't have to they don't have to strain my vocal to try to hit those notes the way they hit them i don't have to learn all those lines the way they play yeah (laughs) It happens. It's all good. Um, so you, you got the uh, three projects going on. Um, l- let's take a step back a little bit about uh, who originally introduced you to music. Um, I, that's that's kind of hard to say. I guess I guess it would just be um, 
uh, it would be my family, I guess. Uh, but in a, but it wasn't like in a direct way. Like I don't come from a family that necessarily like all about music in that, like no one else in my family plays music. Um, but, but music has always been around. It's always been playing. My dad was really into, he's got a huge record collection. So he'd always be putting stuff on at any random point of the day. So I'd like kind of just take it in that way, but it wasn't really until I like started getting into more modern rock and punk rock that I was like, okay, this is something I'm directly in some way interested in, in, in learning about. And, and it's funny if you like, if you hear what my siblings all listen to versus what I generally listen to, I mean, we all kind of listen to a bit of everything, but they listen to totally drastically different stuff than, than I do. And it's just like, it's all over the place. Nice. Um, so, since we're kind of on that topic of conversation, outside of Jimmy Eat World, who are some of the other bands you're listening to for influence? I'm a, I jump around a lot, I find. But I kind of always settle back into, um, like a lot of my favorites are bands like Sum 41 and like Trouble Charger, Blink-182, um, the, you know, the pre-Matt Skiba days, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. But I really jump around a lot. Like I love the Eagles and the Rolling Stones. And again, because of just like my, my dad's influence, I think I listen to stuff from all the way from the 50s yeah. straight forward to, I love like bands like Sam Roberts Band. They do lots of great stuff these days and lots of other like Canadian bands. Like Colorado was a great band uh, when they were still active um all over the place all over that yeah i mean i i'm starting to realize that a lot of musicians have uh, a wide variety of influences mainly due to their parents just because like oh their dad listens to this but mom listens to this so just kind of depending on who you're in the car with or whatever whatever the scenario is it's that's who you're who you're listening to and then yeah so it that's kind of a really interesting thing I've been learning over the last year or so was all the yeah. various influences musicians have. So yeah, it's cool. Like when I was uh, when I was really young, like my sister and my mom and I would listen to like J Lo and like Shania Twain. <laughs> and then on the other hand, I'd be like, you know, REM and whoever with my dad. Like so it'd yeah. be like really just a weird and my brothers were into like new metal. Yeah. And like rap rock. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. A little bit of everything. So funny. Yeah. That, that's kind of how it was. Like, my dad was into like jazz and stuff like that. So we'd always have like the smooth jazz channel. My mom was into like classic rock, the uh, Beatles, the Monkees, Jeff yeah. Rotol, just bands like that. And then I'd go hang out with my buddy and go with his parents places and his dad was into like all the alt rock stuff like cypress hill and just like just like old school heavy metal and then like alt rock which was really cool and then his mom was like really into pop rock so like um maroon five you know just stuff like that and so it was like all right i'm just getting the whole gamut of music here so yeah no it's awesome it's the best way really because it, it really just comes down to like your mood more than yeah. anything like sometimes you know only motown will do <laughs> like nothing else will do <laughs> yep absolutely absolutely um so you got a uh new song that you released uh monday right when was no sunday was the second right yeah uh sure let's go with that <laughs> yeah let's go with it that works uh that's a website exclusive uh what's the name of the song what's uh what's kind of the idea behind it yeah so the new song is uh it's called blister um 
it should really be called blisters, but I always thought it was nicer sounding sounding blister. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a cool song because uh, for me, like half the song is one of the first songs like I ever wrote, like way, 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 way back. And uh, and even just like the main kind of acoustic guitar rhythm that I, that you hear in it um, is one of the first little like acoustic guitar rhythms that I ever played that was that I was like, oh, this is new and different. This is not something I just stole from somebody else, um, you know, at the time. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so it's half, it's half that song, which had just like never fully been realized in any way. It's just been sitting in my folders for years and years and years. Um, and then uh, in 2020, uh, I ended up writing, pulling it out, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to finish this one finally. You know, 15 years later, why not? <laughs> um, and I ended up writing a lot about, uh, well, at least what it inspired. A lot of what I was writing in it is uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and the death of George Floyd specifically. And everything that kind of transpired uh, after that moment, because it was very like, I mean, it was insane. You remember, I'm sure, watching yeah. it on the news. Like I had CNN on like every single day. That was my birthday weekend. Oh, no. And my parents had come to visit. This was before my mom got sick. And they'd come out to visit me. And we obviously being middle of the pandemic, one day we were, or one of the days we were eating eating and we had the tv on and we were just watching everything unfold and it was like yeah yep this world's never going to be the same so it was like yeah it was a uh, it was crazy because like it wasn't it's not it wasn't particularly new story like yeah. as far as what goes on in the world like this is not an uncommon thing of course but uh just the way it all kind of unfolded and so quickly and then the video footage on top of that really like just took over everything and i was like I was addicted to the news for like for like a series of months <laughs> like in a way that I've never been addicted to news like switching channels like, trying to get different perspectives of, of what was going on um because it was weird because like with with all that going on then people started doing like protests in Toronto as far and yeah. everywhere else in the world and but it was COVID so it's like I can't go anywhere I mean I can but like yeah. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to follow the health health protocols yeah. at the same time. So I was just watching it. I was like, this, this feels really crappy. That all I can do is watch this go down. So I didn't know in any way like to what to do, but I was like, I gotta learn more about what's going on with this stuff because I feel like I'm just like way behind the time somehow. Mm -hmm. Um anyway, so so that's really what inspired the rest of that track. And then uh I was su really super excited when um I a friend from college, Michael Chan, uh he's he said he wanted to play guitar on it. And I was like, wicked, because I was just, as much as I love doing all the different parts for stuff, it's like, come on, someone else take this for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just more exciting to see because like, he he came up with uh, some great parts that I would have never come up with for this song. I just, just when you're too close to it, you're too close to it. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, a new friend of mine uh, who also drummed on Wasted Time drummed on Blister. So it ended up being my first kind of more of a fuller collaborative effort in a very long time. So, so it's a really special song to me uh, just because of the whole way it came, came about. So I'm really excited for people to hear it. And yeah, you can only hear it on my website for now. <laughs> for now. Yeah, gotcha. So you'd mentioned that you had started working on this about 15 years ago. And then with the pandemic and everything with uh, George Floyd unfolding, that was kind of the catalyst to bring it back out or had you already started working on it before everything kind of. Well, yeah, no, it came out, I guess uh, it would have been 
in the summer so after it was all kind of unfolding yeah because i wasn't even thinking about touching that song for the same mm-hmm. reason that i wasn't doing anything under jamie jacobs act for a while because i yeah. was like this is gonna go into like a folk category or something yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so it so i didn't have a place for it i didn't have a place for it until when we just finished it just uh a couple a month ago <laughs> or something like yeah. that <laughs> and how how's the uh how did it feel going back to revisit something that you wrote or started working on so long ago it was uh it's really funny to do that and it's it's kind of again spiraled me into this weird uh terrible thing where i, I say terrible it's not that bad uh where i'm doing this with a lot of songs now because <laughs> i sound like so many other old songs that just yeah. never saw the light of day just because of like when i had my first band we didn't have we weren't promoting stuff on the internet the way we are now like it's mm. just not it wasn't a thing um and uh so I'm doing this with a lot of older songs now. And on the one hand, sometimes I read something and I'm like, dude, like what's going on in your little head back then? Yeah. Um, and some of it is just right awful. Just, just, just some of the worst writing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, some of it, I'm like, that's not bad. <laughs> like yeah. you were doing okay. Like that's pretty good. And uh, so, so it's been actually a lot of fun to, to revisit stuff. And I'm trying for whatever reason, I'm trying as much as possible to keep the bulk of the way it was written back then, <laughs> the way it was, because I'm just trying to like, I'm doing like this weird thing. It's like a, a, a project for myself where I'm like, because I never had the chance or the opportunity or I never gave myself the opportunity to record these songs back then, I go back into the, it's like I play this weird game with myself. And that's how you know I've been spending too much time alone at home. <laughs> Where I'm like, what would I have done if I was tracking this and I was still 17 when I wrote it? So I'm playing this weird, like, going back into time thing. Um, and I'm trying to maintain that. And I'm, so I'm, I'm working also right now just on the, just on this note. Um, my first band was called The Big Dumb Rocket Ship. Okay. <laughs> we were a punk rock band. Uh, it's kind of like Taking Back Sunday meets Blink-22 meets Jimmy World. Yeah. Um, and I have like a bunch of these old songs that we used to play live and I have all the lyrics still and everything. And I, I have a CD, a live CD that I have not, I've not brought myself to, to listen to. I kind of refuse right now. Uh, Cause I know it sucks. <laughs> I know it sucks so hard, <laughs> uh, but so I'm, I've started retracking the songs to the best of my recollection now. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm going to later pull them all out and play them side by side with the live recording from what my old band did and see how close we got or how far we got from that um i don't know why i have to do these things but it's like it's like i have to do it to fulfill this old goal that just never saw the light of day i i get it i really do get it it'd be quite funny though if you uh took the uh took the live album that you have recreated all the songs to the best of your knowledge and just re-released it as an album called back in the day or 17 again you know like whatever it is Uh, oh that'd be really cool just just kind of like a little homage to old old jamie i guess or well yeah oh it's it's gonna be back though when i listen to it just trust me Exactly. Yeah, and like, I was like the worst lead singer, I think, out of anybody. So, so it was not not a good time. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, so you're you're just kind of all over the place right now with all the different projects and uh, ideas, which is amazing. Like, I feel like that's what COVID did to a lot of people. 
was yeah. it's just gave them a bunch of ideas and now it's like trying to prioritize it's like okay what what do i really want to do or what can i get done first or what can i actually get done you know yeah, yeah it's sort of impossible to choose like on the, it's not a bad problem to have necessarily but it's yeah. also just like yeah it's one of those things where you're like come on settle down pick a lane you know yeah yeah for sure i, I was looking through your website and I like how you have all your the instruments you can play listed, but under harmonica it says poorly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually really bad. I'm actually so bad. I want to be. I want to be really good at harmonica. I've always wanted to be really good at harmonica because yeah. <laughs> I love Bob Dylan and like similar bands. Um, but uh, I just haven't got there yet. It's it's a it's a tricky instrument. Like yeah. I don't know if people think it's just like super easy or something, but it is not. <laughs> no, I've tried to learn inst- or tried to learn how to play the harmonica on three separate occasions, and it is not easy at all. Yeah. Like, no, I, I you think it's a, you would really think it's easier because like there's only so much you can do, <laughs> yeah. really. <laughs> but but it's so hard. It really is. It really, really is. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of humorous when I saw that because I, I, I like when musicians are self-aware about what they're good at, what they're not good at. So <laughs> fair enough, that, fair enough. That, that's really cool. Um, so blister, uh, is up on the website. Is that working towards like an album or you said it's a website exclusive for now. So that leads me to believe that something else is on the way or. Yeah, I imagine. Uh, I mean, I don't really know. The truth is I don't have a plan for anything I'm doing, uh, which is why my releases are sporadic and sometimes it's an EP and sometimes it's a single and sometimes it's whatever. Um, Cause I don't really know what I'm doing. Does anyone know what they're doing anymore? Cause like I am so lost. <laughs> it's insane. Um, so I imagine at some point uh, it'll find a home in a collection of things. <laughs> this yeah. is what I'm envisioning for it. Um, but it hasn't found that home just yet. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, you, you'll find, you, you'll figure it all out as you kind of go. Because you've mentioned that you just started picking up playing and writing during the pandemic because you were yeah. primarily focused on produce or like, the production aspect of things right well i sort of um i sort of i kind of took a, a a leave from the from music entirely like around when i was uh 24 25 uh so like a good five years ago at least i stopped working in studios i stopped doing any sort of freelance gigs for the most part um and i did uh, like i played in a couple a couple kind of random bands where I was playing bass for other people yeah, for like very short stints of time. And in that it was like, I here and there, I'd be like, okay, we know you also engineers. So can you also like just quickly mix this thing for us? But it was very sporadic. It wasn't like I was in any way like focused on this is my career again, kind of thing. Um, and I really, for a long time, didn't think I was going to come back to it like mm-hmm. at all. Um, but then uh, with, with the with COVID, when I started working from home, which meant I had all of a sudden like an insane amount of time at my disposal, and again like just home by myself. <laughs> um, but but part of the problem with that was as soon as that moment hit, and I always said to myself like, if I just had X amount of time, I could finally finish these things that I've had in the back of my head for all these years. And it, that seemed to like never be a thing that was going to happen. I was just never going to 
happen again. Uh, it was like, you had your shot when you're 15 kid and give it up. Um, <laughs> but you're a little harsh on yourself. Then. <laughs> well, I mean, I consider myself a realist. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so I, I kind of just, I kind of like put away the dream. I did. I put it, it was like, it was gone. I was like, I'm done with this. And there's, you know, sick of all this stuff. And then I just had, you know, some financial hardship and for a couple of years. So I slowly over time was pawning off my stuff or selling this piece of gear, selling this piece of gear. And there's like, slowly I was like, but I will not give away my guitars. I'm like, no, I refuse. Um, but I sold like almost everything that I had built up over years. <laughs> so then the pandemic hit and I was like, okay, I have the time to record these albums and I have no gear. <laughs> uh, and I had like very little money. So I was like, yeah. shoot, <laughs> like what have we done to ourselves? Yeah. Um, so it was like, it was this very weird um, transition sort of, I guess, where I was like, okay, I'm gonna just buy very small amount of gear, the smallest, the, the, the least amount of stuff I need to get some demos out. Because I was mm -hmm. like, okay, because of my background in professional studios, I'll just demo them at home for myself, not release them to anybody. And then I'll take them to a studio and do it properly when mm -hmm. I have the time and put a, put a band together. Yeah. But then the whole thing about like putting a band together again was impossible because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it was like obstacle after obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. It's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not making any headway here. So that's when I just, I was like, okay, forget it. I'm just going to MIDI program the drums. I'm mm -hmm. just learn how to play bass again i'm just gonna relearn how to play guitar because i hadn't touched my guitar in like years yeah and it was very daunting but i was like i can take my time and whatever and i was surprised once i actually got into recording stuff again that i was like oh uh this sounds like a song now it kind of sounds like a song or at least it's yeah. heading that way and i was like this is exciting now so now <laughs> so i'm into it and i never um one of the things about my first band is that I only played rhythm guitar and sang. I never played lead guitar like ever um, mm -hmm. because the other uh, guitar player never wanted to sing. So I never really had too much opportunity to play a ton of lead guitar. Yeah. Um, so, so I wrote a lot of my first like guitar riffs uh, in during the start of the pandemic, like in 2020. And I wrote my first guitar solos in 2020, which you hear on the, my first EP. So that was like, those are all big moments for me. Cause I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> it was like, they're kind of sloppy, yeah. but I, I did a thing. I did a thing that I've never done before. That's, that's very exciting. Um, <laughs> and, but yeah, so now I'm still just sort of at this weird point where I'm like, I keep just jumping over these obstacles and like making it work, but I have no, there's no, there's no plan. <laughs> there's no goalposts. There's no like anything. Yeah. I'm just hoping that at some point, we start getting some better luck along the way. Yeah. I will say I really do enjoy your music and I'm excited to see what you have coming up. And like between that and the podcast and everything you got going on, I, luck's got to turn. Oh. I'm hoping so. I'm really yeah. hoping so. It's uh, uh, trying times. Yeah, for sure. I, I know the pain. I uh, Right before Christmas, my car practically died on me. And so now I had to take on a massive car payment. Uh, I can't really afford, like, I mean, I can make it work, but I, it's just like, Oh, okay. Well, here goes anything fun that I ever want to do again. So 
I know that phrase all too well. Yeah, I can make it work. And then eight years later, you're like, wow, I did not make it work. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like, oh, this sucks, but I'll I'll get through it. Um, but <laughs> I hope so. uh, let's talk about the uh, name Crooked Forest a little bit, because that kind of I'm of Polish descent. And so I know Crooked Forest is an actual place that's out in Poland. I'm not, I've obviously never been there because I'm second. Yeah, not on your number one list. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm like second or third uh, generation removed from Poland. So it's I, I haven't had any real reason to go there. So um, I'll, but I'll let you kind of explain what Crooked Forest is, why you decided to go with that as your uh, the name of your your pro your one of your projects we'll say yeah it was a it was kind of a happy accident because I, I had some other names in mind uh before i i settled on that one and all the names i was kind of throwing around at the time were sort of um location based in some way and in some way tied that location to my family even if it was a place i'd never been to mm -hmm. um and then like i was just on twitter as i do and uh and like, it just popped up as like a trending story or sort of like a news article or something that popped up randomly one evening. Uh, so I'd never heard of it either. I was like, okay, what's this all about? And uh, yeah, so for anyone that doesn't know, the Crooked Forest is just literally a forest <laughs> in Poland, mm -hmm. uh, but but it has like 400 trees that were are shaped with a curved uh, trunk, mm -hmm. which makes it very unique and special. Um, but no one knows like why it's like that. And uh, so as I was reading about this and the, the articles about the cookie forest are very funny to me, the way that they're all phrased, because they're like, they make it sound like it's like this insanely magical, amazing place. And it's, it's trees, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but I love that idea that it's like, we don't know why this is like this, but it's like this. It's the only place in the world like this. You can't find it anywhere else. And around it are just totally normal pine trees. So you wouldn't even know it's there unless you knew it was there and we're heading towards it on purpose. Um, and I thought that was kind of like a, a neat metaphor, <laughs> I guess, for what yeah. I was doing at the yeah. time. Because <laughs> um, it was just, like, it's like one of those things, like everyone wants to feel like you're you're special and you're original and you're, you're all these things. And a lot of the times when I write music, as much as uh, it's just, you know, it sounds like me and I know it's me doing something different to my ears, uh, it's very easy to be like, well, you sound just like so-and-so, you sound just like this, you sound just like that, that sounds like a knockoff of this, whatever. It happens. Um, and, but I like the Crooked Forest idea because it's like, well, no, this is distinctly one place, one thing that can only be like this. And I like to think of all people in this way, and I hope that all people think of themselves in this way, where it's you are an individual person. There is literally no one else in the world with your makeup, with your life experience, with your voice, with your story, with all your creativity and anything else that you like to bring to the table. Um, so, so it was a nice way for me to combine that idea with the music, but also because it's based in Poland, there was like, mm. that's just a happy accident, like because yeah. I'm Polish Canadian um, and I'm only half Polish, just so, just so very yeah. clear. But I, but it's like when you grow up in Canada, it's always like you're trying to find like uh, kind of tether yourself to somewhere else. That's like, like unless you're full blown Canadian, yeah, um, you're always like, no, well, I'm this and Canadian. Uh, so I've always had a strong, um, strong desire to be more Polish, I guess, is just the way to look at it. And I'm hoping one day to go there and to check it out 
yeah. and see what it's all about and see if it feels weird to be there and all mysterious and creepy. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's how the name kind of came about. And it's just, uh, it's just a bunch of happy accidents, just like the trees, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's I, I, I too find myself wanting to accentuate the Polish side of my family, although it is probably only 30 some odd percent I, I don't know how they figure oh, all that, that out, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But I, I know I probably got some like second or third cousins out there because my okay. grand my grandpa had a brother or a f- uncle or something that still lives out there. Well, right. not still, but you know, um, so yeah, I, I definitely find myself in that same boat of wanting to experience the more polish side of things mainly because as you said it's sort of like a common thing like with polish people in particular mm-hmm. um like especially if you're like a history buff at all mm-hmm. <laughs> um just because like for part of me i guess why i've always been so interested in polish uh polish history is because so much of my family i don't know what happens to any of these people yeah. uh, like i know what happened to my grandmother and how she left poland because mm-hmm. of the war and i know about how like a certain very particular people in my family got out of Poland. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I don't know anything about my Polish relatives because, because something happened. Like, yeah. <laughs> so again, it's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think for me, it's more of, I can't f- bring myself to forgive the German side of my family. Oh, so you've got both. Yes. Ah. Yes. Um, so it, it's just kind of like, uh, 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 I'm going to go Polish. They, they got better food. Polish got better food. I'm going to just say it. I believe that. I would say that. I yeah. mean, I'm just saying anytime I go to a hot dog street vendor, I get the Polish one and not the German one. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So uh, I, I did just want to bring that up because it, it was kind of an interesting, uh, when I was kind of reading through your website about how the uh, crooked forest name for your band came up i was like oh yeah i do and uh when i saw that i was like oh yeah there there is a place in poland that has this because i remember back in my sophomore year of high school or something i was reading an article about interesting places to go visit in the world and i about 98 percent sure the crooked forest was one of those places yeah that's interesting what also is makes like really makes me want to go there is i get really worried about um like with with more i, I mean i don't know how popular it is with tourists i can't imagine <laughs> it's one of the most popular places in the world yeah. um but i imagine like over time it's like uh we go to any destination then it's like things start to erode they, you know things get damaged mm-hmm. from people being there so i get nervous that i'm like man i'm gonna miss out on something yeah. very like strange unique thing yeah uh, yeah <laughs> You could also do a Crooked Forest live acoustic video in the Crooked Forest. See? Now you're thinking. Now you're thinking the way I, the way I think. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, like, this is literally the stuff I think about on a day-in, day-out basis. It's like... Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, that, that would be cool. That's what happens. I, I think it would go over like 90% of the people's heads, but... Absolutely. Yeah, for, yeah. for sure it would. I had a dream that I was in the crooked forest recently. Nice. (laughs) It was weird. It was a weird dream. Like I was just like walking in the woods with a friend (laughs) and like, 
and in the dream it was it was like it felt weird like I was in a weird forest where it's like very very tall trees and it was like kind of like not foggy but it had like that sensibility of like a foggy weird <laughs> sketchy <laughs> forest but then it was like we're almost there we're almost there and then we ended up at the crooked forest but in the crooked forest in my dream there ended up being like this weird museum and there were like dogs in there <laughs> anyway it got a little out of hand after that but I just thought it was funny I was like I think I'm thinking about this stuff too much <laughs> I thought you were going to say there was a gingerbread house with a witch inviting you in it's that like yeah, I, I think that's weird. a comp- what's that <laughs> that would be less weird I think than the way the way my dream went okay that's fair <laughs> it's like yeah I don't think you're in the crooked forest I think you were reliving uh an old fairy tale there <laughs> so um no that's funny um so crooked forest you're just kind of kind of now that the song's out you're just kind of regrouping and figuring out what the next move is or what's kind of the thoughts about the next few months yeah i'm uh like i'm really not sure um (laughs) uh we're we're back under restrictions again here um which is great uh it's not not great i don't know like it's not like i can do anything Mm. anyways um but uh it definitely puts a weird uh damper on things because it's like you can't really again i can't really move forward with putting a band together i can't Mm. really go forward with you know thinking about studio time or any of that kind of stuff right now um so what i've just been doing is uh, i'm just demoing out lots of new stuff um and i'm just going to keep doing that uh pushing as much so so that at least then when i'm at that point where it makes more sense to put a band together and mm-hmm. to put stuff and to go yeah. to a proper studio because i really want to do a full-length crooked forest record and i yeah. have like half the ideas for it yeah. um but i was like okay maybe if i can just kind of pull together you know 15 songs so i can decide from there um it'll make that transition a little more seamless otherwise like i'll i'll just get carried away yeah. um again uh so i'm doing that and uh that's kind of keeping me pretty occupied i'm trying to do more like live stream shows and get more of those just so that's the only way to really get any sort of exposure for me right yeah, now uh, sure. so it's all like acoustic stuff um and then yeah just working on the uh the jamie eat world jamie eat world cover cover band project which is all encompassing and there's a lot more songs to go so it's like I, there's no shortage of stuff for me to be recording right now which is yeah. great um i'm just uh I'm like, I'm getting to a point now with my, my little home studio setup where yeah. it's just not cutting it for me anymore. <laughs> it was like, it was great and fun for the first two years of the pandemic, but it's like yeah. the first year going into year three or whatever now. Um, That's so messed up that it's year three already. It's like, uh... it's insane. It's actually, it's actually insane. And like, I just feel like I spend all my time in this room, like almost almost all my time especially yep. right now it's winter so it's like I'm, i don't like going outside right yeah. now and it's uh it's hard it's hard to like get excited about anything it's hard to like just get yourself motivated because it's mm-hmm. like freezing and everything is just terrible yeah. and closed <laughs> yeah. they just finally started letting us come back into the office for work and so now it's just like when i'm home it feels like i'm actually home and not just at work at least that's that's kind of nice right like I, I i kind of um I'm, I'm in this terrible spot now where it's like now i've been home for so long so i i quit my job last summer and it, i say quit but it was like a very complicated situation and it was not ideal yeah. um, uh 
And so now it's like, I don't have a job. So at least before I kind of had a job so I could keep myself busy with job stuff and then work on music stuff after. And that was like, that was like, that made sense to me. And I was able to break up my day a lot easier, mm-hmm. but now it's like, I wake up, I'm still up early cause I have dogs. Um, and I kind of deal with them in the morning, but then it's just like, okay, what time do I want to start tracking something again? Yeah. And it's just very like, I don't know. Like it's, it's just hard, really hard to get in the mood to do literally anything when you've been home this long. Yep. <laughs> like, like, I don't yep. know, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I really need a job and I've been job hunting like crazy. Like I've been pushing out everywhere. Like I'm waiting and I'm hoping to God McDonald's gets back to me. Like I'm really hurting right now. Yep. <laughs> it's just not, it's not a good time out there. Um, but it's like, I'm dying to get a job, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to have to wake up and like go into a job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have the, the opposite problem where I'm going to be like, oh, Monday, yeah. Monday again. Yeah, I got you. No, that, that makes sense. It's uh, it, it's hard out there. And it, it, it's like, I kind of find, found myself in that same position where it's like, oh, hey, I got the weekend. I need to get up and do something for the podcast or do something for live and amplified, or I need to start working on this. Like the radio show that we have, we've ran reruns for the last month because I've been too lazy to cut a new episode. (laughs) And so I I just send the guy, I'm like, Hey, we're going to rerun this. He's like, you sure? And I'm like, yeah, it's evergreen. We'll be fine. It's fine. now we've gotten to the point where we've had somebody email us the other day was like, Hey, I think this show accidentally ran again and it wasn't <laughs> supposed to. And I'm like, like oh, no. all right, now I got to get a new show done. <laughs> so <laughs> It is what it is. Um, it's tough right now, but I, but I know that pain, but at least you got a lot of options out there and hopefully you can get the job because you know, it, it sucks having to be, having to have that financial stability at this point in the game, but it, it's a, it's just a fact of life, I guess, at this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, as uh, as much as I complain and boy, do I ever, um, <laughs> like there's so many people that I know that have been in, in way worse situations than I'm in right now. So it's like, I'm trying to just, it sucks when you have to justify things in your life in that way, when you're like, mm-hmm. well, I could be in this predicament instead yeah this would be much worse it's like yeah uh it doesn't really help right now but it's like okay good to check yourself i guess in that way yeah um, for sure yeah i'm hoping for many of us things all start to go back to some some semblance of normalcy because uh this is just weird like i don't know i genuinely don't know what to do with myself half the time and it's very confusing yep 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 i was 100 percent agreed um, but let's jump into the podcast a little bit because, uh, your podcast sidebar, right. That that's the name, yeah. full name of it. Yeah. For some reason, I thought there was like a whole nother title section behind it. Um, yeah. you, you've got a few episodes out. I haven't had a chance to listen to your most recent episode about the, uh, uh, your experiences with a PR agent and stuff of that nature. But I do, I really enjoyed specifically the Travis Scott when the whole Astro world, well, I think we talked about this during yeah. the fan can thing a little bit, but for whatever reason, just the way you put it together, I thought that was a really cool concept. Now, obviously you can't continually do that because then you're kind of waiting for situations to arise on a weekly basis, which during the pandemic probably isn't going to happen that frequently. 
no no nor do i really want it to that was a a rough one (laughs) yeah for sure um but when you what was the original idea for the podcast and why did you kind of decide to start it I think, uh, I mean, one of the, the main, the main thing that really pushed me into doing it was, uh, I find, I was finding myself like doing a lot of like kind of videos, which would get a little lengthy. And I was like, because <laughs> it's like, I don't always know when to stop. And then I get like sidetracked and I get confused about where I left off and it ends up being a two hour video for some reason. It's like, this does not need to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but the reason I was doing it, any sort of videos was because I was like, okay, I have a, yeah, I have much music and stuff that I want talk about and, and show people, but it's like, I also want to talk about my experiences in the industry uh, myself, because one of the things I noticed, uh, like tons of different artists of all calibers, uh, were starting podcasts and stuff when the pandemic hit, because for the same reasons that I ended up being it, where it's like, I got, I got some time <laughs> <laughs> and it's free. Uh, so, so I was like, okay, uh, I, this is great. I'm all for everybody doing all this stuff. And like most people have like really good podcasts, but what I was constantly finding and something I've regularly found, uh, in my experience in the music industry is that I've, I've never really come across people mm-hmm. that have my specific kind of set of set of experiences. And which is to say, there's not very many women speaking out about this stuff. And part of that is out of a fear thing that they're going to lose their jobs. They're going to get called out. They get a lot of harassment. Um, But I was like, I have nothing to lose because I don't work in the industry right now in a professional manner. So I have nothing to lose. I can just share all these old stories I have. And I have a lot. Um, So it was partially because I wanted to bring my own perspective to the table um, just to fill that kind of gap a little bit more. Uh, and, and continue to make that push for more women, women's voices in music. Um, and I was also hoping like at some point down the line that I can again, bring in other people and their voices and their experiences, because my, my voice and my experience is not the be all end all by any means. Uh, <laughs> trust me. Um, but, but then again, because of just the circumstances and just getting things rolling, I was like, well, why are people going to want to be part of this? What's going to make this podcast a little different i guess than some of the other ones that are Mm -hmm. going out aside from the fact that it's me um and i guess uh i was like okay i want to talk about some of these things going on in the news some of the stuff that's happening that's topical um but like twitter is not a great platform for it and uh blogging sort of i mean it sort of works on a blog atmosphere but i was like do i want that to be on my whole life on my blog not really um so it seemed like a, a nice, easy way for me to, to be able to spend that time to talk about things from my perspective as they come up um, and, and, and to, to offer my, my perspective on it in a way that also people can understand a little better. Because mm. one of the problems I have with Twitter, as everybody does, is yeah. that so many people have like very poor reading comprehension <laughs> or yeah. it's like, or it's just genuinely not clear because I'm being sarcastic and that's like, there's no sarcasm font as I think Pat yeah. recently. Um, and things get taken out of context too. And things are wildly taken out of context. Like it's insane. There's absolutely no way to keep things in context on Twitter. It's very aggravating. Yeah. Um, like even if you put it in a thread, it's like, then the thread gets taken out of context. somehow. I don't understand people. Um, so it's just really hard. So I was like, this is the best way to do this kind of, to talk about stuff, especially when it's something that's a bit more of a hot button thing, like what happened with Travis Scott, um, which was nuts on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> what we're saying. Like, oh my God. Um, 
so that's kind of what the idea uh, came out came out from. It was just um, <clears throat> stuff that's music industry and music industry adjacent, mm. <laughs> and uh, just my own way of of talking about things and trying to trying to put my own spin on it. It's not necessarily supposed to be um, funny at times, but sometimes it is, I guess. Um, but uh, I think I kind of take a um, like a late night talk show host uh, mm-hmm. vibe with it. And uh, it's just fun to kind of explore that medium as well, as much as it's like, it's a little grating having to listen to my own voice as I'm editing it after the fact. Um, it's, You're not the only person to say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things I guess we all have to get used to. It's like, yeah. uh, it never, it never quite sounds just right. You know, <laughs> like it's just, it's, you're always like, man, this sounds so stupid. That's um, why I don't do any editing on this podcast. I literally just throw the intro in. I find the intro, I find the outro, and that's the podcast because I cannot sit here to stand to listen to my dumb voice. Oh, it's, it's, you're smart to do it that way. Cause I tell you, just like, just doing the sidebar, um, some, so many times I'm just like, man, my inflection there is just, <laughs> you gotta redo like half a line. Um, but, but it's funny. So yeah, it's just been a, it's an interesting way and a different way for me to, to get some ideas across, um, and also just, yeah, I just like exploring all these different mediums. Like a lot of these things are things I haven't ever really done uh, mm-hmm. in this way. So it's, yeah. uh, it's also just like for my own to learn, uh, mm-hmm. to learn how to do something. Like my best way of learning how to do anything is to just do it. I can't sit there and watch tutorials or, or do all that stuff. I'm like, I'm yeah. just going to run with it and, yeah. and it, hopefully it sticks. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Now, have you thought about, um, adding different types of episodes because i know like uh you're very i don't want to say sporadic with the releasing of the episodes but it's just very um i'm gonna say sporadic because that's the best word i can come up with um have you thought about uh bringing in different types of episodes whether it's like doing music reviews or like the standard interview stuff. Yeah, that works. But if it's not what you're going for, then it's not what you're going for. But have you thought about bringing in different types of shows just so you can kind of release consistently? Yeah. I mean, my biggest thing is I keep saying to myself, I should really just sit down and and build a schedule of some sort. Cause I, I, that's the other way I work best is uh, by just committing to a deadline and just mm. saying it has to get done. Uh, otherwise, like almost nothing I do gets done. Um, so, so I keep saying I should probably do that. Uh, but then at the same time, uh, I guess that's like it's one of those problems where it's like I have, again, too many things on the go and not enough. I have no structure. <laughs> I have no structure. So it's like I try to build myself structure, but then that goes to the wayside real fast. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to ease into it a bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure. Again, I wasn't really sure what I was like doing or how I wanted to present it when I first did the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm kind of getting a bit of a rhythm going yep. for it now. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping, uh, there, there should be some consistency coming up in the, in the future at some point. Cause honestly I need it. Like it's, it's really bad. If I don't have a schedule, it's just a mess. Yeah. I got you. Uh, I will say you're very natural on the podcast. It sounds amazing. I really enjoy listening to it when I can. The only downside is I'm it, it's like a seven minute drive to work. So it's like, it's so hard for me to listen to podcasts in that uh, time span because it's like, Oh, we just got to the good part and now I got to go to work or 
whatever. And so. I hear you. I, yeah. uh, it's kind of, uh, that's part of the reason why like mine are pretty short and uh. that's like also by design because like every other podcast I listen to is all like an hour, two hours long. And I'm just like, I don't have time for this many movies. Like it's just, yeah. it's a lot of time to, to commit to something. And I like to listen to everything all in one chunk if I can. Mm-hmm. So it's like then it that then it becomes my other problem where I'm like I know I got to schedule time to listen to all these other people. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's not really a problem, but like, <laughs> yeah. So I try to keep mine at least on the twenty minute mark. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm I'm really excited to see how the podcast kind of evolves and where you take it from here, as well as your music. And I've obviously you kind of mentioned that you're all over the place when it comes to the music and just everything in general, because you've got so many different irons in the fire, which is a good problem to have. We'll, we'll, we'll preface that a little bit. Um, so as far as musically, you brought up that you do uh, do some live stream shows. Are you yeah. doing that on Twitch, Facebook? Where are you doing that usually? Uh, I'm doing them mostly on Twitch. I kind of experimented a bit last year doing them a little, a little everywhere just to see the difference. Um, and, uh, again, there's probably just part of me that just has, again, hasn't committed the time to learning all the different platforms yeah. properly. Um, but I like Twitch. I think it's a, a nice interface, uh, to use. So those are back as of tomorrow. Uh, and they, sh- they should be consistently on Sundays from 12 to two Eastern. Um, and those are sort of um, sort of a mixed bag thing. I just do a bunch of different acoustic things. Sometimes I do covers. Sometimes I do originals. Mostly originals uh, these days. Um, and I sometimes talk about random stuff. It's like a sidebar to the sidebar. <laughs> uh, really, just depends on my mood more than anything. Because uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't make an agenda for it. Um, I keep saying I'm going to do that too, and it, it just doesn't make sense too, right yeah. now. Um, and I do a couple things on uh, like sessions live as well. So sometimes I do like uh, music festival uh, slots, which are pretty mm-hmm. quick on sessions live if anyone's on there. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to do a lot more of those. I'm going to also try to do a once a month uh, Jimmy Eat World cover song Twitch stream, uh, just again, to separate it from the other ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of trying to do as much as I can from the, you know, the confines of my bedroom here. <laughs> and yeah. uh, see how much uh how much attention we can kind of get onto things uh, going forward yeah for sure uh, i you know it, it sucks that uh you guys are back on i'm not gonna say lockdown just mandates right mandates and restrictions it's that kind of what yeah. it is yeah it's uh but like a lot of things i mean i mean a lot of things are closed uh, so it's uh it definitely feels <laughs> it feels more restrictive than they make it sound sometimes for sure yeah gotcha um, but yeah, yeah, we're back on on that, and I imagine we will be until at least like uh, mid end of February, early yeah. March, just because of the weather. Um, yeah. Gotcha. So again, we're, we're hoping for some good news come the spring. Yeah, for sure. It's a. Uh, I know for my work, if you hadn't been moved back into the office by the first of the year, they pushed it to the end of the month. And I kind of have a feeling that's going to get moved to February, maybe March sometime, just because just kind of seeing how things are unraveling. And in the back of my mind, it's like, man, I really hope they don't send us home again. Like, I mean, I wouldn't mind working from home again because I really did enjoy, oh, I've got a meeting at 10 o'clock. 
I could roll out of bed at 9.55 yeah. and be on time. Absolutely. And it's, it's not a thing. So, but then again, being able to separate from being from home, being at home versus being at work is a very nice mental. Yeah. Re- yeah. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. I hear you for sure. Like that's, that's one of the biggest problems with this is because almost like everything I do is in my bedroom. So it's like, mm. I'm sleeping here. I'm working here. I'm playing here. I'm doing shows here. So yeah. there's like, like it's, it's gone an extreme where I, I now have, I, I purposely changed my outfit for like live stream shows yeah. <laughs> to make it feel like I'm doing a gig. I like, I, I wear, I wore shoes, like I wore actual shoes just to make mm. it feel like I was actually out. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's insane, and then then I, I catch myself like bringing my lunch up here sometimes, and I'm like, oh my god, like stop, <laughs> like just yeah. stop. Take 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 a uh, a scene change. Eat your lunch yeah. somewhere else. I know, but I don't know. And then it's like it's again, it's in, it's like it's my comfort zone now at this point where I do everything here, so I'm just so used to being in here. But then yeah, it's, you get you go stir crazy by the end of the week. You're like, wow, I am uh, I'm gonna flip out. <laughs> yep, I, I I'm right there with you. I'm right there with. Um, so have you had a chance to play live shows out at venues since the pandemic or since the pandemic kind of started letting up? I did literally one um, okay. last in the fall. Um, I don't even know what month that was. I don't know what month it was. Uh, it was in the We'll fall. say September. How about it- September? That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sounds pretty good. Um, yeah, literally just one. Um, but it's like, <clears throat> it's been really rough in the, in the uh, live music scene here because it, like a bunch of venues have closed down entirely. Like they were just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that are still existing, it's like, okay, then they're, they have been under the control of the government as far as what they can do or not do. Um, half of them are like, we're not even going to bother and risk it at this point. Then the other half are like trying to, you know, fit all these old tour dates in, and then the you get all excited for tour dates, and then those get canceled at the last minute. Yep. Um. So I was supposed to have a gig just like uh, Thursday night, like a proper gig, and uh, that got canceled. So it's just like, so it's it's like impossible to even like you don't you don't even want to book anything at this mm. point. You're like you'd rather just wait wait it out. Um. So I don't think there'll be any more of that until, until the spring and summer of this year. And then the problem with that is there's now a backlog of like two yeah. years worth of gigs for yeah. other artists who are, uh, you know, much more reputable than I am. So it's going to be impossible to get a spot. Yep. Um, so I'm hoping more for, I keep looking just at like, like street festivals and stuff. And as those open up and it's, uh, it's just, it's tricky times but yeah i did one last year and it was a lot of fun even though it was a weird show it was a really sort of uncomfortable show but i was just so happy to be out and about for the first time in so long what made it a weird show i'm kind of intrigued now it was like uh so it was in roncesvalles which is the polish neighborhood of in Mm -hmm. toronto or it's what is supposed to be the Polish neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I think there's literally two Polish restaurants left and maybe one Polish bakery. So it's like you're dwindling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I love, I love that area. I used to go down there all the time. I used to live in the area. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so it was just a, it was a comedy show that was put on uh, by this local comedian. He does them very regularly. These, sh- these comedy shows. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, within the comedy show, he usually gets three musical acts. So like at the beginning, middle and end, there's a musical act and then there's a bunch of comics throughout. So on the one hand, like I was really excited because I love comedy. Um, <laughs> and there ended up being something like at least like 15 comics through the night or, so, or more. Like, I don't even know. It was a, it was a lot. And they're all like, you know, short sets, like 10 minutes, 15 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, and my set was only 15 minutes too. So it was only like a two hour show throughout. But uh, I was really excited just because it was my first time playing as a solo artist. Um, and then, and to, ha- and to be there with all these comics, but on the, the comics were just like, I'm, I mean, everyone's comedy is subjective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to get too graphic into what they were talking about, but they were just getting like a little too. I don't even want to say it. I don't even want to yeah. say what the. I, I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Okay. But the, so the thing about it was, it was it wasn't like that was like three of the comics that were like that. That were like this raunchy, raunchy comics. They were all like that, and to the point where I started to feel like I was hearing the same jokes that were the same bad, terrible, raunchy, raunchy jokes. Yeah. Um, and I ended up being last. So I had to sit through two hours of these guys. And I was just like, and, and part of them were like, half of them didn't like half the crowd. Yeah. So they were like heckling the crowd. But then the problem with that, and I get that it's like part of the, the vibe, I guess. But it was just like, like heckling is normal at comedy shows. And then you should expect it as a comic. But when you, the comics, are constantly berating the audience, and then you're surprised that they are not taking to your comedy, yeah. There's a problem. There's a disconnect here for why you guys are on stage. Yeah. Right. Like, yep. So, so just from like a, a personal, like my personal feeling about the whole thing, I was like, man, this show sucks and yeah. I have to finish it. <laughs> uh, but that, that all being said, I had a lot of fun when I did play my set and uh, the, the main comics really enjoyed my set and they wanted me to keep playing. And I was like, I am out of here, dude. I am so gone. <laughs> uh, so it was something. I was just excited to be out there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, it, it it's that thing where it's like, like you mentioned earlier, where now there's such a backlog of shows where bigger, bigger name acts need to make up gigs. And so they're, or need to make up their shows. So they're going into smaller venues if need be. And so all the independent musicians are just kind of, I don't want to use the word stuck, but I'm going to, they're stuck taking shows that they wouldn't normally take. Hence this show yeah. that you had been talking about. And yeah, it's, it's uh, it's not ideal. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to think about busking and, uh, yeah. and how I can get make make my mark on the busking market. Um, Cause that seems to be where I'm heading. At this point. How, what, what is the, like, cause I know, at least here in the States, it's uh, like from city to city, busking is kind of uh, managed differently. How does it work in Canada, Toronto? Yeah, it's probably, well, I guess it depends on the state, but uh, yeah, it's um, you, basically it's permits. You have to get permits through the city in order to do it. Um, and then uh, and then that's a bit of a nightmare too. Um, uh, so so half half the bus, the street buskers, at least as far as the musician goes, uh, try to just not bother with the permits at all. And you just had your bets on it. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing how many, uh, government employees are around just trying to get you to stop busking in this city. Uh, it's not very well received mm-hmm. and the people that have been doing it, like I've been doing it for years. So it's like all the same people, yeah. like even this market, like even the busking market is saturated. <laughs> That's yeah. 
I mean, they're, they're like where I grew up in Chicago. I know they had, you had to get permits if you were on city property, mainly like the city trans, like I grew up in Chicago. Um, and so like all the trains and stuff, you had to have like permits to play in the train, not tunnels, but like the, the, yeah, the, by the trains where they get on. Yeah. I, can't, I can't think of what yeah, it's yeah. called. Oh, like by the station and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The station, like if you want to play by the station and stuff, you needed to have a permit. But other than that, a lot of the other places, they say you need permits, but it's just kind of like you're going to play. And then if you're not supposed to be playing there, they're going to tell you to leave. Like that, pretty that's much. pretty much it. That's pretty much what it comes down to. So at least that should work to my benefit if I just have my acoustic guitar. And I'm like, sure, I'll just take a walk over to this park instead. <laughs> Until they figure it out and they start following you around and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah. you get to the point where it's like, I just set up and they're already telling me to leave. Yeah. So. It's and it's really it's it's like they're like a they're like the parking meter people. It's like they just they just pop up and you're like, where did you even come from? Like, yeah. come on. Yep, I I get it completely. So, um, well, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, so just kind of moving forward, you're you're working towards hopefully another album with crooked forest as, as you're kind of in the process of gathering music w what's that process been like of trying to figure out what you want to do next it's a uh, the kind of the part i'm sort of stuck on right now is uh just i've been thinking a lot about the songs i have released and why i've released the ones i have and and it's really um, because I want to make sure that my my official full length record is like I don't want to say that these have been improper releases or anything like yeah. that. Or make them sound like they're less than uh, yeah. <laughs> they can hear me and they're offended. Um, <laughs> but but I'd really like to have a really nice you know polished so to speak uh, mm -hmm. studio recording of everything and and do it properly uh, with live drums and because I'm just you know MIDI drums they're fine, uh, but they're not a live drum room. And yeah. uh, there's, there's a big thing. That's like the biggest thing I think that is missing from my heart and soul these days. Hmm. Um, so I'd really like to, to, to do that, but, uh, but more important than, than even that, than even the, the production quality of everything is uh, what I want to narrow down the most important stories to tell for me, uh, for my debut, like what, what do I think needs to be said right now? Or what do I really want to kind of put away? Cause it's the nice part about releasing these songs out into the world. That's different than just writing and finishing them and having them sit on a hard drive is it really does feel like a weight off your shoulders when you're like, someone else can take this mm -hmm. and like it or not like it, or just take it in. Um, and for some reason that feels very cathartic, cathartic to me. Um, even if they never say anything to me about it, it's just knowing that it's, it's been said and it's out there and it's out loud. Um, but yeah, and the biggest thing is just kind of deciding what are the, uh, what are those critical stories for me personally right now that I really, I mean, there's a reason that I don't have the songs decided on right now. Like there's, mm -hmm. there's gotta be some sort of cohesiveness to them as well, but it's just at the end of the day, it's, what do I, what do I want to tell the world? And if this is the very first thing they ever hear from me, which it might be for very many people, mm. what do I want them to, to think and say by the time it's all done? Yeah, for sure. For sure. W one side tangent before we kind of wrap this up. 
I really appreciate the fact that you said you prefer live drums instead of using a MIDI because I remember the first experience I had with a band that decided, or there was a, when we first started doing live and amplified, I was living out in Roswell, New Mexico. There was a band that we worked with early on. They had never recorded anything in a studio. And after we worked with them a little bit, they went up to a studio and recorded. Well, the engineer thought he knew best, told the drummer, Hey, you don't have to worry about coming in. I'm going to just MIDI the drums in myself (laughs) and unbeknownst to me i didn't know this whole story i didn't know this whole thing happened and they're like hey man new album's out if you want to listen to it here here's a copy and so i'm listening to it and after i get done listening to it i called the drummer because he was the one that i knew the best out of the group it's like hey man really like the music but what's going on with the drums here they sound lifeless and too pristine because the way he plays he plays a little bit more um inconsistent is the word I will use. Um, And I was just like, Hey man, what's going on here? He's like, Oh, that's not me on the drums. And I'm like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, they just pre-programmed the drums and they're using a MIDI. And I'm like, that sucks. That is the worst. Also like, man, I would never be okay with that. If I was a drummer, I feel I'd be like, Oh, thank you. Well, it it was one of those things where they were, paid all this money to go to the studio and the studio engineer producer, whoever it was, was like, no, I can do it better. Oh, see, I I hate, honestly, I hate engineers like that. And there's so many of them. There's too many of them to be honest. Cause there's also like so many engineers and so many stories I've heard of like, uh, like say like the bassist comes in just tracks his bass. And then later the engineer will go and like retract the bass. (laughs) And it's like the bassist wouldn't actually know assuming it's the same notes and everything. (laughs) But it's like, how crappy of you to take that from somebody like that's to me is like, that's like a cardinal sin. You just don't do that. Mm-hmm. It sounds uh, crappy. It sounds a little crappy. That's it. Yeah. There's a lot of sleazy engineers. There's a lot of really good engineers. I'm, I'm not dogging any, all the engineers because Jeff, my good buddy and partner in this, he's an engineer. So I'm not trying not to dog people, but there's, I've heard stories of engineers and producers just doing the most sleaziest shit I've ever heard. And it's oh, like, yeah. yeah. Dude, so. I've been in the room with these people and I've been like, I'm not supposed to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> just like very uncomfortable. Like, I, I, some, a musician was telling me a story about how she went in. It was, she was a solo acoustic act. It was just her and her guitar. She went in, recorded an EP, paid this guy, whatever money. Or uh, they agreed to whatever the deal was. She gets the rough edits and it's got like drums. It's got like all these different instruments and stuff. And she's like, Oh wow. Where'd you get all or like, what'd you do? He's like, Oh, well, I, I just think, you know, and came up with this whole story. And when it came time to square up, it was like five times more than what they agreed to. And he refused to give her the masters until she paid. And it's like, no, just take it back to the acoustic, what we agreed to. I don't need all this extra stuff. And he's like, nope, I can't do that. Yeah. He's like, nope, I can't do that. So pay me or don't get your music. And it's like, no, you're, you're a sleazeball for that one. So. That's brutal. I don't know. I just, I can't understand those types of engineers and stuff. Cause I've just never been that person. Like I've yeah. always a hundred percent put like almost all the decision making into the, into the hands of the artists I was working with. Cause it's mm-hmm. just, 
because to me, I'm like, if I'm here paying for studio time, then it's, it's my project. It's my vision at the end of the day. So it's like, you might be co-producing or, or whatever you're, you think you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's not your music. It's not your art. So you can't go and, and arbitrarily make all these decisions. And like, like, I don't understand producers that are so like, no, yeah, you should definitely do it this way. You should trust me because of all my years of worldly experience. Like I've never even worked for producers that were like that. And these are yeah. like, like, known producers and not like whatever so i just don't get uh people that i hate when people just do that man i just yeah just me. <laughs> uh, i'm in the same boat i'm right there with you but um j- just kind of to wrap this whole thing up i once again i want to thank you for jumping on here and sitting down and chat chatting and hopefully we can get you back on later on down the road as things hopefully start opening back up here real soon and shows start happening and uh you, you kind of get back into the studio a proper studio and recording your album and all that fun stuff um but just kind of walking to the end uh what's the plan for the next 90 days or so Oof, that's a that's a tough one <laughs> is that is that <laughs> Was that the hardest question I've asked all all night? <laughs> might have been, might be, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really, I don't really think that far ahead. <laughs> um, fair, I guess that's fair. <laughs> um, no, yeah, the the plan is definitely. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get back into the Twitch streams. We're doing that. I'm trying to do more. I'm trying to. I want to at some point get better at um, live streaming some of the sessions I'm doing in a, in a bit more. Uh, to give people more of that, the, like, the kind of inside look or whatever of, of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Cause again, I know there's tons of people that do this stuff on the internet that are like, here, learn how to use this reverb. Uh, but I find them very, like, I don't like the way people show this stuff. Yeah. Um, Cause so I find like so few of them are, are showing them like in a, in a songwriting context of like yeah. starting from nothing and building to something. Um, so I'd really like to start doing more of that too. And again, this is just like, I have way too many ideas and too many free days yeah. right now. Um, so hopefully I start doing that a little bit. Um, but again, this all, it's all in the name of just like having different unique ways of showcasing what I do, what I'm, what I'm up to. Um, because I feel like if I exclusively did, you know, a Sunday Twitch stream or exclusively did a podcast, like that people would tire, tire yeah. of me, or I would tire of me doing that. So um so yeah that's kind of the plan but yeah just live stream shows and i'm going to release more music i'm sure of it even if they're just like demo cuts on the website and stuff like that um and uh and yeah just work towards at some point again i gotta put a band together i gotta get some stuff rolling properly here um again i love it's it's really fun that you're when you're able to like do stuff on your own but it's a whole other animal to do with other people so i'd really like to do a bit more collaborating (laughs) yeah yeah for sure it's uh it's a whole different thing when you're trying to incorporate a band into live shows and totally all that stuff. Cause then it's like five different schedules or how many ever different people you have in the band. Yeah. It's a, yeah, whole I'm a little terrified for that part. Cause that's the other nice part where it's just like, am I free tomorrow at noon? I am great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to check with anybody, which is great. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, but once again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if anybody wants to check out the, uh, blister or anything else you got going on or the uh twitch live streams uh, where's the best place to get all that information best place is to go to my website directly at www.crookedforce.ca and uh through there you can find all my social media channels and everywhere else that uh you might find content 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for jumping on here and chatting with us tonight. I know we'd been trying for a little bit to get the podcast, like a full length podcast up and running, but I'm glad we finally got you on here and hopefully we'll have you back on later in the year and uh, talking about a whole brand new project for you. Hopefully. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, thank you everybody for joining us and we will catch you all later. Cool. We are